Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host, Laurie Itahosa. everyone that's here this evening, I'd like to say thank you for that very warm welcome and also to applaud you for taking time out of your schedule to work on yourself, to work on your business, to work on your capacity, to build yourself. I believe that the investment that you're making this evening and during the course of this seminar is a worthwhile investment of your time. It's certainly a worthwhile investment of your data. And I believe that it's something that is going to enrich you and empower you and strengthen you for the times that are ahead of us. Uh, like me, I've been on lockdown. On Monday, I will reach my eight-week mark. So uh, I've also been on lockdown for, for quite a long time. I've only left my house twice um, in the last eight weeks. I left once in the very beginning, and then I left, I'm sorry, now I'm at three times. I left once to take my son to a dentist and then uh, once to go to the market to buy some food. So I've only left three times and I can tell you that I feel better in my house than I do in some other places because we're not really seeing the world respond the way that we would hope to uh, see them respond. Many people are being careless and, um, and that's, that's an unfortunate situation that's causing this pandemic to persist, I believe. Um, but thank God for each and every one of you that are with us this evening. You're not amongst those that are careless. You're amongst those that, that are careful and that are also concerned with your future. So uh, thank you for this opportunity to share with you this evening. So my name is Laurie Idahosa, and I'm the director of Campus Life in Benson Idahosa University. I'm the proprietress of an American school here in Nigeria called Nathan American Academy. I also uh, own a, a several businesses. Um, I also work as a board member to our hospital. My husband and I started a hospital uh, 12 years ago, uh, Big Ben's Children's Hospital. And uh, we run a maternity and children's hospital here in Nigeria, as well as many other um, expressions of our business and our philanthropic work. I work with IDP camps. I work with orphans and, and many other groups. Um, to create an impact. So I, I really count it a privilege to be able to speak to every one of you this evening and I, I believe that there's going to be something that we hear this evening that is going to help us. I believe that every single one of us will hear something. You may not be able to take the entirety of the message and say that entire message was for me, but I can guarantee you that there will be a portion within today's topic that is going to help you. I believe there's going to be a portion that you can take away and that you can implement immediately. And that's what I want you to look for. I want you to look out for that thing that I say that you're going to be able to implement even this week, even today, even this month. Something that you don't have to shelf for tomorrow, but something that you can take action on right away. And that's what I want you to be listening for. And I want to also encourage you to take notes. Um, you know, all these various speakers that he has um, in this particular seminar are well-seasoned speakers. 
There are people that have done uh, phenomenal things in their community and in business. And it's important that as they're talking that you write things down so that you can come back to it again and be able to implement and be able to digest it and see how you can uh, work it within the framework of your mind to be able to find something that's actionable from all that we're learning. So thank you so much, uh, Mr. Nee, for this opportunity. I'm really, really grateful. And I'm looking forward to getting into the topic of how we can get our lives back on track. So I'm not gonna be talking as much from the business perspective this evening as I am from the perspective of our lives. Now, uh, the topic this evening is, is riding the tides. Now, I wanna talk a little bit about riding the tides. Now, my parents' house is in Maryland. It's in the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. And my parents have a beach house. It's a beautiful property. They have a beachfront. They have their own personal beach, their own dock. It's, it's a gorgeous view, all of that. And right outside their front door, you can walk out, or their back door, you can come out after the, you come out the gate, you can go straight down into the Chesapeake Bay. Now, in the Chesapeake Bay where they live, there's times that the tide is very low, okay? They call it low tide. Now, the tides are controlled by the sun and the moon and its gravitational pull on the earth. We all know that. So, the tide at times of the day is low and at times of the day it's high. Now, the time of day that the tide is low at my parents' house, you can walk literally for almost a mile and you're not getting up to water that's even chest deep. You can just walk all the way down the bay. And it's just amazing how far you can walk without getting drowned, without having any type of water that's threatening. In fact, most of it just comes up to the knee for, for a long time. You can just walk and walk and walk. But then at high tide, that same place where you were comfortably walking before, suddenly that place rises to the waist, it rises to the chest, and then eventually it can overtake you. And so it's important to know the time and the season that you are in and where the tide is per time. It's important that we don't just assume that we're always gonna be in low tide or assume that we're always gonna be in high tide. The tide changes based on external circumstances. The water isn't necessarily what makes the tide change. It's the rotation of the earth combined with the gravitational pull of the moon and the sun. So many times, us, all of us are experiencing a shift in seasons and we're unable to control it. We're unable to, we, we want things to be low tide. We wanna be able to walk comfortably, but we're finding that we're about feeling like we're drowning in this situation. And I believe that tonight we're gonna to have some actionable areas where we'll be able to learn how to flow regardless of whatever tide, whatever season that we're in, all right? So the key to uh, knowing what season that you're in and, and acting, the key is knowing what season you are in and acting accordingly in that season. Now there's times we have a boat and there's times that I can take our boat out onto the water and it's easy to just, we can, we can take our boat, we can turn on the engines on our boat, and we can ride the, the, the jet, it's, it's, it's just beautiful. You can just take your boat out on the bay and it's beautiful. But then there's times when the tide is low that if you turn your engine on when the tide is low, you, that the sand and the debris from the bottom is gonna get into your engine, it's gonna spoil it. So you have to know how to act for time. You have to know how to act in whatever season you are in.
Now, some of us are in the same, we're all in the same world, but in the same world that we're all in, we're not necessarily all in the same season. We're not necessarily all in the same tide. And your tide is, is unique to you, it's unique to your environment, and it's unique to your experiences. So just because something might be working for a neighboring country, or a neighboring friendship, or a neighboring business, or a neighboring family, does not necessarily mean that that same strategy is gonna work for you. You have to know what season you are in, what level the tide is that you are in, so that you know how to act accordingly. So you can't just bring out your boat at any time. You have to know when it's appropriate to bring out your boat and when it's appropriate to just walk. So it's important to, to know what season we're in. And we can emerge from these tides we can emerge from these seasons stronger than when we came into it. Regardless of whatever season it is, regardless of the tide, you can come out of it stronger, but you have to be deliberate. It has to be a choice. It has to be something that you, you are intentional about if you wanna come out stronger. So just because a, a tide is high or low does not mean that you're going to succeed or you're gonna fail. What makes you succeed or fail is how you manage yourself in that situation. And I want to encourage each and every one of us to manage ourselves appropriately in the season that we're in. So the first tide that I'm gonna talk about this evening is the tide of mental preparedness and action. So you can write that down. The tide of mental preparedness and action. Now, when I'm talking about mental preparedness, I wanna talk about the way we think. And I want to encourage every one of us to to start thinking differently. I want to encourage you, even if it's just a portion of your day, to change from being pessimistic to being optimistic. And I think we all know the difference between the two. A pessimistic mind is somebody who always sees the negative side. And an optimistic mind is somebody who always sees the positive in everything. You know, that's where they have the, the stereotypical thing that they always say, the glass half full or the glass half empty. So are you, do you have a pessimistic mind or do you have an optimistic mind? It's very important that you make deliberate steps to be optimistic during this season. Now, Nicholas Butler, a, uh, an interesting person, says here, he says, optimism is essential to achievement and it's also the foundation of courage and true progress. I'm gonna read that for us again. Optimism is essential to achievement and it's also the foundation of courage and true progress. So that means that if you want to achieve, if you want to be courageous, if you want to make progress, you have to move from being pessimistic to being optimistic. That means that you have to feed yourself something different. If you're constantly feeding yourself negativity, then your response to your environment is going to be negative. If you're constantly hearing, for example, if you're constantly hearing, oh, marriages will not survive this, this crisis, huh? Marriages will not survive it. Uh, people are living with their spouses. They're spending more time than they've ever spent before. Um, so many people are going to get divorced after this crisis. And you're feeding yourself all the statistics, all the analytics, everything that people are saying about how bad marriages are going to fail at the end of this uh, crisis, then guess what? You're going to start looking for failure in your own relationship because you've been feeding yourself that mindset that marriages are going to fail during this crisis. 
that marriages cannot succeed this much, cannot, uh, cannot handle this much togetherness. This much togetherness is, is, is destructive towards marriages. Okay, saying that there's no audio. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Me, I can't hear you. Okay, you can. Okay. Okay. Okay, fantastic. I just wanted to be sure when somebody said no audio, I don't want to talk to the... Okay, fantastic. So whatever you feed yourself, whatever you feed your mind, whatever you're reading, whatever you're watching, whatever you're consuming are the things that you're going to start manifesting. So go back. If we're talking about the, the, the tide of mental preparedness and action, it's very critical that we feed ourselves information that boosts our optimism, that boosts our ability to see the glass as being half full and not as being half empty. It's important that we even feed ourselves things that boost our optimism concerning our children. Many of us are reading things online about how difficult this season of homeschooling is. And oh, it's so hard, it's so hard. We don't have data, we don't have this. Um, the teachers are not prompt, the information is not accurate, and we hear negativity, negativity, negativity. So when we open our child's assignment on Google Classroom or whatever platform you're on, you're looking for the negative instead of the positive. And you're automatically looking for how you can criticize the school, criticize the teachers, criticize yourself for not being strong, not being smart, not being capable, um, not being prepared, whatever the case may be. And that self-critical mind, that, that critical mind against the administration is affecting your performance. Again, we said that optimism is essential. Nicholas Butler said, optimism is essential to achievement and it's the foundation of courage and true success or true progress. So you have to start feeding yourself the right information. You know, my dad um, is an amazing speaker. Uh, he's been speaking in business conferences his entire life for as long as I remember. Uh, my dad has been uh, running this business conferences called Success in Business. And so when I was a, a young person growing up, uh, I would always be involved in all of my dad's seminars. I would always go to all of his programs and all of the various places that he would speak. And he, he gives this one, um, this one illustration that always helps me understand about the importance of what I put in my mind, okay? So let's, let's, let me, I want you to write this down as well, okay? Because this is really important, okay? Meditation, the things you meditate on, the things you think on, meditation brings motivation. Meditation brings motivation. Motivation brings revelation. Revelation brings action. Action brings results. All right, so let's start that again. Meditation brings motivation. Whatever you think about motivates you, whether positive or negative. Meditation are the thoughts in our mind motivate us. The things that we're motivated for eventually become the things that, that, we, that we take as revelation. And I'm, I'll give you an example of that by revelation so we can understand what I mean by that. Revelation is when something goes from 
being a, a paper information, from being a topic in a storybook, a topic in a, in, a, in a syllabus. And it goes from being something where you're just learning from rote information. When it becomes revelation, you're like, your aha moment comes on. It's when your light bulb comes on, you're like, oh, now I get it. Now it makes sense. Okay, so that's what I mean when I'm saying revelation. Okay, so what you think about motivates you. What motivates you now becomes real to you. It becomes revelatory to you. It becomes revelation to you. Then that, in turn, produces action. And that action that you, that you now have brings results, okay? Now, all of us in this room right now are saying, I want results. We're all saying, I want results in my business. I want results in my family. I want results in my finances. I want results. And we're all thinking, I want results. And we're all being result driven. I have to get results with my kids. My kids have to read better. I have to get results in their, in their math assignments. They're, they're not understanding algebra, calculus, whatever the case may be. I need results. I need my child to start earning A's instead of C's or D's. I need, and we're, we're result driven, but we don't, many of us don't know how to get to the results. We think that if I just keep thinking about the results and, and I keep hoping I'll get to the results, we get them, and we don't. Let me give you an example of a friend of mine. I spoke to a friend of mine this last week and she's a business owner in Lagos, Nigeria. She owns a very, very successful fashion business. And in the process of working, she had um, gained quite a bit of weight. She used to be about maybe a US size eight and now she's about a US size 18. And she wasn't happy with the weight that she had gained. And so she was doing all kinds of things trying to figure out how to lose weight. So one of the things she did was she went online to find all the internet gurus on weight loss. And in Lagos, she found two internet, she found two gurus of weight loss. And she paid each of them 300,000 Naira, which is the equivalent of maybe $800, um, to teach her how to lose weight. One of the weight loss gurus was sending food to her house every day. One of them was sending her inspirational messages every day. She was using these weight loss gurus and she was finding that her weight was either stable and was even going up. And she was so frustrated because she said, look, I spent my money. I spent my money trying to lose weight. I, I bought the premium package for weight loss. How come I'm not losing weight? And then recently she, she called me, I think this was just a few days ago. She reached out to me and she was like, Laura, you will not believe it. I just lost 3.5 kg during the lockdown in Lagos. And I said, how? And that's about, um, what, 10, over 10 pounds. It's 3.5 times 2.2. Somebody should tell me how many pounds that is. Somebody that's good in their math. Um, 2.2 is the, yeah. Anybody that wants to do it, just put it up on the screen. So she says she lost 3.5 kg just during the lockdown. And I'm like, are you serious? And I know that she's been struggling for years with losing weight. And I'm like, how did you do it? She says, my sister, listen, I stopped listening to the gurus and I started looking at my own This week's episode has come to an end. 
but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time.